Hey, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday morning. It's good to be with you today as we study uh, Ephesians again, as we dig back into God's Word. It's been a, a lot of fun uh, going through Ephesians. It's really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, it's kind of influenced something I might be doing, uh, well, I'll be doing later next month when I preach a camp meeting. I'm probably going to spend uh, a lot of time at that camp meeting preaching through Ephesians. Um, Ephesians is such a great book, y'all. Uh, I think especially at, in light of um, going through Galatians, it's really made me appreciate Ephesians. Of course, we finish Ephesians. We're going to roll right, right into Philippians. Uh, we're just going to keep walking through this little beautiful section here of Paul's writings. Um, Paul wrote so many wonderful things in Scripture, but there's, I think there's something special about that little Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians unit. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time with you today as we unpack uh, what Paul wants to say to us again through Ephesians 5, uh, 6 rather, uh, 5 through 9. Of course, you may remember yesterday we talked about this passage in general terms because we talked a little bit about yesterday about how Scripture deals with the issue of slavery and how um, the best way to understand a concept like slavery is to look at the whole of Scripture and seek to understand what all of Scripture is trying to speak to us. Because you, you want to be very careful that you don't, you don't just pull one verse out of context, but instead you uh, really um, try to understand the difficult passages like the stuff they said about slavery in light of the overarching scripture scriptural narrative. Because uh, if you don't, you'll get yourself in trouble. Uh, you, you, don't, you want to always make sure that each passage finds itself in the whole of what the whole witness of scripture is sharing with us. So um, I would encourage you to go back and read yesterday's devotional or go back and watch my video from yesterday. Uh, we unpacked uh, what the scripture has to say to us about concepts like like slavery but what i want to do today is i want to kind of unpack today's reading uh looking at it kind of from a work relationship perspective you'll see why i'm going there in a second so let's let's look we're going to read five through nine paul writes these words slaves obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as you obey christ not only with all being watched in order to please them but as slaves to christ doing the will of god from the heart Render service with enthusiasm, as to the Lord and not to men and women, knowing that whatever good we do, we will receive the same again from the Lord, whether we're slaves or free. And masters, do the same to them. Stop threatening them, for you know that you both have the same master in heaven, and with him there is no partiality. So we see, once again, even in this passage here, that radical Christian concept of equality, that the earthly systems may have labels such as slave and free, but in Christ we're one, that, that universal... Christian radical nature uh, of equality uh, that we find that the world the world may place certain labels upon us or classify us or break us up in certain ways, but in Christ there is none of that. For in Christ we are all one. Um, so that's so important to hear here. But I want you to see this notion. Paul speaking to two groups. First, he's pre preaching to those who've been enslaved, and then he speaks to their masters. So I, I, it's not a perfect analogy. But I think these have useful words for us to think of how we live our life at work. Uh, for those of us who work for someone, uh, work at a corporation or a company, uh, those of us who are employees, and then those of us who are employers. Um, so I, I, I think we, I really like um, verse um, 7. Render service with enthusiasm. Ask the Lord, not to men and women. Whatever good we do, we will receive the same again from the Lord, whether we're slaves or free. That reminds me so much of a verse we're going to read when we get to Colossians, uh, Colossians 3.17, where Paul writes, Whatever you do in word or deed, do it to the glory of God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son. That our earthly um, actions are not done for the 
earthly moment, if you will, but that everything we do, even if it seems to be a relative, relatively unimportant earthly task, is not done for that task, but instead it's done to the glory of God. Um, you know, Paul talks in Romans 12 about how we're leading sacrifices. So I think within Romans, within here, within Colossians, Paul is trying to get us to understand that every act of our life is an act of spiritual worship. Every task we have before us is done not just for the task's sake, for the task's sake itself, but rather each task is done for the glory of God. So whatever task you have in front of you, whether it's a task that's huge and seemingly impossible to do, or a task that you don't think you can accomplish, or whether a task that seems too great or too grand for you, or whether it's a task that seems menial, a task that seems beneath you, a task that you wouldn't desire to do yourself. Whatever task you have been given in your workplace, you do it for God's glory. You don't do it just for the accomplishment of the task, but you do it for God's glory. So if you're a brain surgeon and you're doing brain surgery, you do it for God's glory. If you're a custodian, you do it for God's glory. In God's kingdom, in God's economy, there are no great or inferior tasks. Really, all tasks are equal for God. It isn't what we do as much as how we do it, because in God's economy, in God's economy, every task has worth. Because every task is done for God's purpose and for God's glory. I'll never forget something Dr. Bryant told us in seminary. It stuck with me for 20-something years now. Dr. Brown was about how we esteem tasks on the earth. So he said, let's look at, let's, let's look at uh, two, two examples I used earlier. Brain surgeon versus, let's say, a garbage man. Um, which profession does society esteem more? Well, society's going to esteem both in terms of um, status, in terms of income, the um, job of the brain surgeon. And, you know, the, the brain surgeon has gone um, to study for many, many, many years and has a skill set that very few have. And so they are, they are rightly esteemed. Um, but what is, you know, you know what the leading causes of death in the world is? Unclean drinking water. So Dr. Brown used to always say that you, it is truth that the garbage man actually saves more lives than the brain surgeon. Now the brain surgeon you need him. <laughs> I mean, you need him. I mean, you know, it's a big deal. That's not at all to denigrate the brain surgeon. But very few of us, let's be honest, very few of us are going to, um, in our lives, are going to need the brain surgeon. Many of us will. Many of you watching this video have. You know? And I respect that. But every one of us, every one of us feels the effects of the individual who's, who's picking up our trash. That makes our life sanitary. It makes our life safer. It makes our life cleaner. And so we all feel that. So each task is different and each task has its own purpose. But each task, when done to the Lord, is sacred. There are no greater tasks or lesser tasks for God. There are only tasks that are given and assigned that we do for his glory regardless. So Paul here is saying, whatever you do, do it with enthusiasm. Do it for God's glory. Do it, do it knowing that you'll receive from the Lord. Um, either slave nor free. So whatever task you have today uh, in your job, do it with enthusiasm and do it with um, passion and do it for God's glory. 
and, and that's that's a good word for us who are employees. And now for those of us who are employers who manage people, um, it says, uh, <laughs> stop threatening them. So don't 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 threaten your employees. <laughs> I don't think many of us do that, but I think it's a word by Paul for us to, to treat um, those who work with us, work beside us, work, um, you know, that, those that we manage, whatever setting you find yourself in, uh, to treat them with respect and worth and to not see them as simply cogs in a machine, but to see them as individuals who have a worth. And if you're in a position of management, uh, a position where you oversee people, then you have been given a responsibility to these individuals. You've been given a responsibility to care for their effectiveness and work, but also you've been given a responsibility to care for them, care for them as individuals, to look, after, to look after them and help them to get better at their jobs, to help them to get better in their life, to help them grow in every way possible. So um, so for those of us in our life who've been given management tasks, do, do that for God's glory. Do that in the same way that you would do any other task for God's glory, but then also take care to manage your people well, to love your people well, to care for your people well, and to see them as the image bearer of God that they rightly are. So um, I think this is an important task for us to realize that all that we do in our vocations, our secular jobs, um, because very few of us are at work for the church, uh, most of our jobs are secular. Your vocation is your calling. And you're so lucky, you're so blessed if your vocation is also your job. That's a great blessing. I've often said teaching is a secular vocation, it's a calling. Nursing is a secular vocation, it's a calling. But many of you, no matter what you're doing, are doing the thing that you feel called to do, but not all of us. Some of us are just working, earning a paycheck to take care of our families. And that's a holy task. That's a holy task. So I would encourage you that no matter what you're doing today, whether it's something that is completely and utterly life-giving to you, that fills you with joy and passion, or whether it's something you do just to take care of your family. Either way, do it well, do it with passion, do it with integrity, and do it to the glory of God. That's the key, to do it to the glory of God. So, hey, love you guys. Praying for you today. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow. Have a great day.